Hi everyone, welcome back to The Little Green Pasture. Praise the Lord. How beautiful are his works? How glorious are they without number? And how awesome is his great and mighty kingdom? He is ruler of all. He is our king. Praise the Lord. And he's coming again. So before I get started, I just want to reach out and tell everybody, thank you. Thank you for all of your prayers that you pray for this little green pasture that all of us meet in and for all your prayer support, which is everything because prayer is power with God and it's communion with him and it's full of joy and wonder and we're stretched in prayer and we're always in prayer. And the more we're in prayer, the more revelation we get of the Lord and more time we spent with him. So I just want to thank you for all of that and tell you how much I love you guys and how much I appreciate your um, brotherly love and sisterly love to me. And I just want to uh, offer that back to you. I just want to take that time to do it. And also for those who financially support this little green pasture, because I know it's Jesus that is moving you to do it because this is all his anyway but i just want you to know from my humble heart thank you so anyways i i want to begin right away with prayer because i want to get right into what i want to teach you guys today not just teach but share and really just be a riverbed of the holy spirit and let him flow to you and that is my prayer today father Father in heaven, Lord Jesus, I come before you as your servant, but as your friend and as the work of your hands, as a new creature. And I come before you this, this hour because I want to commit everything that is going to be said in this message, that there be no trace of flesh in it. That there be no weakness or fear. But if there be any fear, it be with the fear of the Lord. Lord, I ask you, Jesus, that by your Holy Spirit, you would open up a fountain in me. That this word would be spoken in the spirit of your love. In the fierce love of Jesus Christ. Lord, command this vessel. After all, what am I anyway? I really am only an earthen vessel. But amen. We are all earthen vessels. And we have this treasure in these earthen vessels. Amen. Lord, I pray now that you move out in front of me. I will follow you. And I commit all of this, even my clumsiness, and all that I am and all my imperfections into your hands in jesus name amen 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 well i want to talk to you guys today about fear you know there's there's so many scriptures about fear and scenarios fearful scenarios in the bible and terrifying scenarios in the bible and you know we read of certain people individuals who were fearful david was fearful um, 
I mean, there was all fear, like all these different places. I'm not going to try to name a bunch of names, but there's so much in there that can touch in so many areas of maybe a nation or a people group or a family, or like I said, just one person. And I want to talk about fear. And I'm going to go into it. I'm not going to try to give you contents of it like a book, but let the living waters flow to you. So this is important because I feel strongly more than just feel I know it in my heart as I was preparing for another message to share with you today that something else happened. And it was about fear. And I want to expose fear. I want to expose the king of terrors. And I want you to know I do so humbly under the mighty hand of God. Because I want you to know right right away, if you don't know me, when I do talk about the enemy, it is never with me beating my chest or like one that boasts that taketh off his armor. I, I say these things by permission of the Holy Spirit, uh, experiential and things I've observed. But I'll tell you, there's nothing like experience. Tribulation worketh experience. Experience, no, worketh patience. Patience, experience, and experience hope. And that hope is Jesus Christ, who does not disappoint. And all of us have been touched by fear. Sometimes I have been touched by such great fear, it's overwhelmed me to the point where I was running for my life or you know there's so many different levels of fear different kinds of arrows of fear and there's natural fear we're to have natural fear obviously i'm not going to walk to the edge of a cliff you just never know there's human error who knows if i might trip on a rock while i'm walking towards the edge something in me the natural fear says caution and so that natural fear is healthy, that we're to walk, you know, um, in our human life with that kind of intelligent and also built-in fear. And then there is uh, fear that Satan brings in. And he has all these different ways of dipping his poisoned darts into different fear poisons. And fear, it says in the word, perfect love casts out fear because fear hath torment. That's in 1 John. It says, because fear has torment, right? So there's a tormenting fear. But it says, but we that are born in him, it says we don't fear because we've been made perfect in his love. So there's exercises in the fear that the Lord obviously allows to come into our life things we didn't expect that completely collapse our life or fear about what is coming in the future and that can be an array of all kinds of issues you know uh you only have six months left to live um you know an impending you know thing that you are not looking forward to i mean come on it is endless so i can only um put it out there by you know suggestion 
But then there's the piggyback fear of Satan, where you can even have a natural fear, but then he comes down on top of it and like he rides you like a cheap pony ride in front of a supermarket. But let me tell you something, what I've experienced. We are exercised in those times of fear. And no one loves it. No one wants to be afraid. Some people are bound in fear. No matter what, they can't get out of fear. And that is a demonic bondage. You know, and then there's demonic bondages of fear. This is the last one I'm going to say, and I'm going to go into it. You know, um, something happened in someone's life as a child. Maybe they had miserable parents that beat them. They were orphaned. Um, they were abused. Uh, or maybe later on in life, you were cheated on. You were betrayed. You were devastated. You were crushed. And all of a sudden, fear came flooding in. And you just can't break away from it. So this could be like, I could go on and on about that. But I just wanted to set the stage and the foundation of many kinds of fears. Fears in the way. Fears within even Paul the apostle said there were uh, fightings without and fears within. So we see that the fightings without are always in the material world, right? Because we're in these bodies, this material bodies in a material world. Satan is the God of this world. He's the God of flesh. And he is the prince of his kingdom in this world. And in the Bible, it is written in 1 John. It says, for we know that the whole world lieth under the power of the wicked one. And so Satan is going to use outward things and try to get us to, and we do fight them outwardly to a degree, but then there's fears within. And so we have fears within for many reasons. But when fear starts to immediately take you down, that's what I want to talk about. And you know, I also want to add. That in Luke 21, in the prophecy of the end days, it says, For men's hearts will faint in them for fear of looking upon the uh, earth of what's coming upon the earth. Now, that doesn't mean a lot of people take that to mean people dropping dead of heart attacks. It means your heart can totally fail until you're zombied out and you can't even... You can't even pick yourself back up again to pray. Look, I've been paralyzed in fear before, so I'm speaking firsthand. I have been a slave of the enemy in fear. And when terrible things happened to me that were fearful, that were naturally fearful, there was that great fear within what's going to happen to me now. What does my future look like? And so, you know, I had some fearfulness yesterday. And I spoke to a friend today who was telling me about something fearful that had happened to him. And then something came of that that was fearful. And I said, you know what? The gavel's going down. I'm going to talk about this. And you know why I want to talk about it? Because look at what's happening in this world. If you're reading the articles that I'm reading, the right ones, we know what is coming is fearful. And it's already here upon the earth. It's accumulating and it's going to get worse and worse and darker and darker. And I thought to myself, you know what? There's a fighting quality in the saints. You know, if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. That's what it says. 
So our sufferings give us power to reign with Christ. There, there's a, a, a quality that enters into the saint. I'm going to name this episode the fighting quality of the saints. And so, you know, it says uh, even about um, in Philippians 1.29, it says, For it hath been granted unto you on the behalf of Jesus Christ, not only to believe on his name, but also to suffer for his sake. There's something that happens when we suffer. Again, like I mentioned, 2 Timothy 2, uh, chapter 11, it says, This is a faithful saying, that if we be dead, we shall uh, live with him. That if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. Suffering produces something in the saint that takes you out of your comfort zone. It takes you out of everything that you grab onto, like shooting down the rapids, being pitched into the rapids, and you're trying to grab onto whatever roots are sticking out of the bank to hang on to. You know, we're told, do not fear, do not fear. We know that there's 365 do not fears. But you know, it's easy to say, do not fear. But you have to be able to go into the discipline of it. Now, this may be a hard word to hear, but it's good for you to hear. But I'm only telling you this because I have been exercised by it. And in this exercise of the discipline of allowing this fear, God allows it, is that there's the other side of it. You come out of it. You know, the author of our salvation, the captain of our salvation, was made perfect through suffering. It's as though he were the son. He learned obedience by what? By the things which he suffered. And what kind of saints are we going to be? I'm just going to be a Joan way today. In the Joan zone, I like to call it. Because I feel feisty today. And I want to say it just like I want to say it. Because I am a fighter. And there is something I want to say. There is very real fear. And Satan has his captives and people all over the world are chained to him in fear even people that think they have it going on they think like that man in luke chapter 12 there was a man he was rich right it talks about him he said soul take thy knees eat and drink right it says but his the Lord spoke to him and says, you know, you had all these plans. I know I have built all this wealth. And now here's what I'm going to do with all my, my wealth and my abundance. I'm going to tear down barns and build new ones, you know, bigger ones. And, and I'm going to take my ease and I'm going to eat and drink. And, and Jesus said, thou fool, this night your soul will be required of you. And whose things shall those be after you go? And so, see, what I know in my heart and in my spirit, God wants me to say this to you. And it is my prayer. It is my prayer today in the name of Jesus Christ. That these words, that Jesus' teachings will fall upon you like rain. That they will 
come down into your heart and they will soak into your heart and that you will be able to bring out of yourself, uh, be a healthy branch and that you will bear fruit unto our father. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father in heaven, I thank you so much. Let your words, let your words now come forth. Let the power of Jesus Christ, by virtue of your Holy Spirit, go out through this message. I ask that, Lord God, you open up the hearts of everybody, Lord God, that's full of fear. That you begin, Lord God, to manifest your light into their darkness. And that you begin to break those chains, Lord God. That those powers of darkness that have been binding people with fear or fears that are coming, Lord God that you begin to educate your own saints and let your word like rain, Lord God, come down upon them in your teaching and that you build up a great and mighty host like that of heaven upon this earth that they will be full of the glory of the Lord and fearless in your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, I want to begin by saying that uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to give you some biblical uh, I'm going to give you a biblical uh, demonstrations and examples of Satan and how he boasts a great boast. Again, I say this in the spirit of love and in the Lord, but I'm just going to go on. You know, Satan made a big boast in heaven. You, I'm not sure if you've counted it, but there is five boasts of Satan, five eyes. You know, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read through some scriptures and then I'm going to start sprinting. Isaiah 14, 13 through 14. <clears throat> How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? which didst weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. And you know, when I, every place I've ever read, and I'm gonna give you some demonstrations of this, where the enemy says, I will, and uh, he'll do that through people. And so, but let's look at what happened to him. It says in that chapter, it said that he was thrown out of heaven like a bolt of lightning and a pile of ashes he was cast out. Jesus says he now stands doomed and his kingdom. His kingdom now, he's already judged, and his kingdom now stands doomed. Yes, he has his kingdom, and it's operating, but it's limited. And we dwell in this earth, and we know that the whole world lies under the power of the wicked one, the prince of darkness. But we have been delivered out of Satan's kingdom and translated into the kingdom of his dear son, Colossians 1.13. This is reality. This is real. These kingdoms on both sides, they don't play. Jesus Christ is not a playing God. 
when he sent God, when he came and he sent his son, the father, he came, Jesus too came of his own accord and he died for us. It said he put Satan to an open shame on that cross. He said he, he conquered sin, death and hell. He holds the keys to death in Hades now. And yes, we are here and we're going to feel the effects of the enemy. But see, what I want to set up is these boasts of Satan and what happens when he begins to boast. Because, and let me just say this, there's a side note to this. Because, you know, when you start to hear people saying, I this and I that and my ministry and my power and my this, and they make great boasts and everything is I, I, I. They are in the danger zone. They are in the enemy's hands because we have nothing to boast or brag about. Nothing whatsoever. Amen. I don't want to boast. What do I have to boast about except to make our boast in the Lord, whom we are crucified in the world to the world and the world to us, right? His world. So. I want to give you a demonstration. There was a day that Absalom, David's son, usurped the throne. And this had been building up. And Absalom was making a big boast to all the people campaigning at the gate. You're going to want a guy like me, right? You're going to want a guy. See, because Satan was usurping, was trying to usurp the Davidic throne. For out of that Davidic throne, which a covenant, a Davidic covenant was made by God, an everlasting covenant, and Jesus is the son of David. He's the root and offspring of David. So Satan, knowing this in advance, what is he doing? He begins to work in Absalom. And so we see here, it says that when David knew, I'm just giving you the uh, sound bites. When Absalom did take the throne, David fled with his men and with his household and he went up barefoot weeping as he went up into the mount of olives and a day came that his best friend his companion hushai came to him and david basically said what are you doing here hushai you don't want to be with us look at look at look at the condition we're in go go and live your life and he said no but i'll be a spy for you and i'll go tell the priest's sons what's happening and uh and i'll bring word and so during this time, on his way to go speak to Absalom, it says in 2 Samuel 17, 1 through 8, it says, moreover, Ahithophel said unto Absalom, now Ahithophel was David's counselor, and his words were like that of the oracles of God. But listen to what he says. Let me now choose out 12,000 men. And I will arise and pursue after David this night. And I will come upon him while he is weary and weak, weak handed. And I will make him afraid. And all the people that are with him shall flee. And I will smite the king only. And I will bring back all the people unto thee. The man whom thou seekest is as if all return. So all the people shall be in peace. Now, that is a lot of bragging. At that point, it says, The saying pleased Absalom well and all the elders of Israel. Then said Absalom, Hushai, just come in. And he says, Call now Hushai the archite also, and let us hear likewise what he saith. 
And when Hushai was come to Absalom, Absalom spake unto him, saying, Ahithophel hath spoken after this manner. Shall we do after his saying? If not, speak thou. And Hushai said unto Absalom, The counsel that Ahithophel hath given is not good at this time. For, said Hushai, Thou knowest thy father and his men, that they be mighty men, and they be chafed in their minds as a bear robbed of her whelps in the field. And thy father is a man of war and will not lodge with the people. Well, we know what happened to Ithophel later. After that happened, he felt sorry for himself. And it says that he went, when he saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his ass and arose and got him home to his house, to his city and put his household in order and hanged himself and he died. So see, Satan used, see, not, not just, we, we clearly see he used him. But what I'm trying to get you is, do you hear the enemy? I will come upon him. I will overtake him. I will come with an army. See, let me just look at that again. He says, now think about this. Now, this is a man saying this, but that man was full of the enemy. Doesn't that sound like the enemy? David's out there. That could be you. You're out in your home. You're somewhere. Maybe you're already in a place of darkness. It's already bad. You're, you're barefoot, weeping, going up to the Mount of Olives. You know, yes, you were a war person your whole life, but a great fear has come upon you. And you don't even know what's happening. But the enemy, the unseen world, again, yes, this is a real historical picture, but I want you to hear the enemy, how he thinks and what he does, what he says. He says, Satan says, why don't we put this now, put it this way. And Satan says, let me now choose out 12,000 of my evil spirits and I will arise and I will pursue after such and such. And I will come upon that person while he or she is weary and weak-handed and will make him or her afraid as well as all that are with them and they'll flee and i will smite the king only and who do you think lives in you the holy spirit he is god he's a third member of the trinity you know, think about what the king of Syria commanded the 32 captains of the chariots that were with him when he went to war against Jeho uh, Jehoshaphat and Asa. He said, fight ye not with small or great, save only with the king of Israel. You see, when they went out, they were afraid. They were overwhelmed and Jehoshaphat cried out and they said, that's not him. And what happened? to the boasting of uh, the, king, uh, the king of Israel. I just said his name, Jehoshaphat, not Jehoshaphat, but Asa. You know, I mean, there was boast in that, like, shall we go out against Ramoth Gilead or should we forbear? So he was full of it. And look what happened to him. He died. Look what happened to Ahithophel. Look what happened to Satan. And it all began with him. Because you see, though I'm using human picture, 
I'm trying to get you to see how Satan attacks you. And so we have these insights about whoever does these things, they always fall and die. Look at Nebuchadnezzar. He, he was warned a year before by Daniel saying, repent of your sins and feed the poor. Be kind to the poor. Be righteous to them. It says after a year, he walked through his palace and he said, is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom of my might, of my power, and for the honor of my majesty? And while the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. And thou shalt, you'll be driven from men and your dwelling will be with the beasts of the field. And you'll made to be grass and so on. This says that same hour was a thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. So you see what happens is we're looking at kings. We're looking at kingdoms, but I'm spiritualizing it. And I'm modernizing it, if I may. And I say that with great caution, because I want to be very careful that we're looking at kingdoms right now. And Satan's kingdom is a kingdom of fear. Let me go on. Haman, the Agagite. Remember, he's the one that wanted to kill, have a genocide of all the Jews. And it says here, there's seven boasts of Haman. Now, remember, anybody that's attacking God's people, like again, we had uh, uh, David. Jesus was going to come forth from David. And his men were his men. Those were God's people. And then what, what happened to him? He fell. Ahithophel fell. And so did Absalom, his son. He was speared through by one of Saul's men. Um. And we see here in Esther, it says, and Haman told them of the glory of his riches. He went home to his house. He just came back from a banquet with the queen. There was another banquet coming, but he was all puffed up. And he said, <clears throat> he's telling his wife and those at his table <clears throat> and says, <clears throat> excuse me. And Haman told them of the glory of his riches and the multitude of his children and all the things wherein the king had promoted him. And how he had advanced him above the princes and servants of the king. Haman said, moreover, yea, Esther, the queen, did let no man come in with the king into the banquet that she prepared but myself. And tomorrow am I invited unto her also with the king. Well, we know the end of that story. It says later they hanged Haman on the gallows. And the king's wrath was pacified. And his ten sons hung. They, it doesn't say they were hung. It says that they were slain. And so one more. Six boasts of Pharaoh in the song of Moses. The enemy said, chapter 15, verse 9 and 10. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. And then it goes on to say, Thou didst blow with thy wind, the sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, 
fearful in praises, doing wonders. Thou stretched out thy right hand and the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. There are so many other examples. I've given you plenty. Yes, again, you see, these are these were real living people, but you see, this is very spiritual. And it started with Satan. And so Satan has to use the outward world to use against the saints who live now in the spirit of the Lord being born again. And so you notice I'm speaking about kings, right? Look at Absalom. That king tried to usurp God's kingdom and his plan and his covenant. And look what happened. He killed himself and Absalom was killed. And then we look at Nebuchadnezzar. He bragged about what his kingdom was because it was an evil kingdom. And what happened? Yes, he came back again and God had mercy on him. But see that boast, Satan's very boastful. And then we look at the seven boasts of Haman and we see his whole house was destroyed. And we see the seven boats, six boasts of Pharaoh and him and his armies were fully destroyed. You know, I'm just going to say this now. There is a caliber of people and we are them in these last days. And this is the kind of people God wants us to be. And this is not me building up a bunch of froth and rah-rah. That's not who I am. I am a fighter and I say that humbly. And I'm ever learning the use of the bow. And I'm ever learning and through things that have happened to me. But you see, like I said in the beginning, see, it's that we learn obedience through the things which we suffer. And suffering is suffering. There, there's no out to it. Suffering is awful. But with suffering, we, we suffer because of fear. We suffer and there's real torment. There's real fear. But, you know, I want to say this. When and I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it on my own about myself. Yesterday fear came upon me, and all of a sudden I felt like I was in a whirlwind, like a tornado. And all of a sudden I felt like this this attack of the enemy on my mind because he attacks the mind first, right? And he comes with power. These spirits come with power. They come with their arrows come into us, into our soul. And next thing you know, we're cast down. And so I'm thinking immediately in a flash in myself, I was like, um, what are we going to do? What if, what if, what if, what if? And all of a sudden he's using the past torments, even things I had been freed from for so long. All of a sudden he heaped on me. And for an hour I sat there and I because I, I was in the middle of like, I was reading something, I was studying something. I'm like, I can't even read. All of a sudden my mind is churning. And I said, enough, because I've come through this far. And I thought, no, I've bowed down at the feet of that enemy before. I wore his chains. I know the weight of his chains. I know that once, if I do not stand up and I don't put this to flight and stand up and I don't have that power, 
It's Christ in me. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you see, the enemy has to obey Jesus Christ. He has to obey Jesus Christ. This is not a, well, I may obey, but he must obey. That's what we learned. And so we fight. And you haven't, it, look, there's been a long time since I have fought, you know, big fights. And so I felt a weakness in myself. I thought, man, I feel kind of weak. So I got up and I went in the other room and I just started saying, no, I said, I'm, I said, it is God who shall do valiantly for it is he that treads down the enemy. And Lord, I started, I began to think of uh, Jehoshaphat and how he was surrounded by powerful armies, three major kings and their armies. Then other armies came with them. But God told one of the prophets, he said, you set the singers before you and let them go down first singing and set the army behind them. Because see, this is, it, 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 it embarrasses the enemy. And look, it's not just like, okay, I'm going to sing some songs and maybe you'll start out like that. But I'll tell you, whatever you decide to do by your free will and you say, look, I may be afraid and I may, may be afraid, but I'll tell you something. God conquered fear. Fear has no more power over you because fear hath torment. And the tormentor now stands, his kingdom, it stands doomed. And we're of the new kingdom. It's not just a new kingdom. It's always been God's kingdom. And we are a part of his kingdom now. We will one day rule and reign with Jesus Christ on earth as kings and priests. And let me tell you what, that millennial reign is not going to be perfect. It says in Micah chapter four, I believe it's verse eight. It says, for, and that's the millennial chapter. The whole thing start to finish as, as a millennial chapter. And in that verse eight, it says, for they shall worship their God, but we shall worship the name of the Lord, our God. So we see nothing's perfect. We know it's a throne of righteousness. It is an iron rule of Jesus Christ who rules with an iron scepter. You could read that Revelation chapter nine and Psalms chapter two, chapter two. And so it's where he's not going to put up with sin. It says a sinner being a hundred will die. I believe that is a penalty. He lets you live that long. So we see a sinner being a hundred will die. He'll let you live. It suggests strongly. I'll give you a hundred years to get it right. And that's pretty gracious. So, but the point I'm making is, see, when we are buffeted with fear, fear has power to cast us down. But you know what? We're not cast down people. Praise the Lord. Satan is cast down. And let me tell you something. He's not just cast down once. The enemy was cast down out of heaven to the earth. And then there's going to be a day at the end, at, after the battle of Armageddon, at the second coming. It says that he's going to be a great angel will bind from heaven, will come down. And he will bind Satan with a chain and he will cast him into a bottomless pit and he will shut it and put a seal on it for a thousand years. And when that thousand years is expired and Satan comes out for a little season to tempt the armies, to tempt the, all the people of the world, 
it says his army is without number. There it goes to show you it's not a perfect environment because it goes to show that evil is always in the hearts of men and their thoughts continually evil, just like during Noah's day. And it's like that now, and it will become that at the very end. But it does say that he will encamp against that beloved city. And then what happens? Then he's cast down into hell. So he's cast down from heaven. He's cast into the bottomless pit. And then he is cast down again. Oh, and don't forget, he's cast out of the heavens. So that's another cast out. So there's cast out of the heavens. So he's not even, he's cast down to the earth. Let me say it again. He's cast down from the earth, cast out of heaven. Then he's cast out of the second heavens. Then he's cast into the abyss. And then he's cast down into the lake of fire. And so, you know, I look at Hebrews chapter 11 and it says, what shall I more say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah? of David also and Samuel and of the prophets. And it goes on to say, um, you know, who through faith subdued kingdoms. But I'm gonna, I want to do something a little different here today. You see, we're an extension of them. They're gone. They fought. They, they died gloriously, victoriously. And they are among the cloud of witnesses in heaven. But, you know, let me say this about you and about me. And about those who are truly Jesus Christ by the new birth. So let me put it this way. And what shall I more say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets and of you and of me, Joni. Put your name in there and all the names of the saints. And let me add, put it this way who through faith subdued Satan's kingdom, who wrought the righteousness of Jesus Christ, who obtained the promises of Jesus Christ and stopped the mouth of that lion who prowleth about seeking whom he may devour, who quenched the violence of Satan's fiery darts by the quenching fire of the Holy Spirit and his baptism who escaped the edge of the sword of the enemy by being cut in pieces by the sword of the Lord and his, his own kingdom made into a dunghill, who out of weakness were made strong in the strength of the Lord, who waxed valiant in fight for the greater is he that is in us is doing the fighting now than he that's in the world and turn to flight the armies of the wicked one. You know, I look at that right now and I say, you know what? God wants us to stand tall. D does it hurt? Sorry, I have That's so funny, I hate when I do that. Um, let me go back. I just made a kind of a funny looking face. I was like, okay, I'm gonna say something. <laughs> okay, all right, go. I'm going back. I am absolutely convinced that we are God's people as much as they were. And their God is our God. And that faith they had is now a greater faith because we see Jesus. And that righteousness that they were doing, they were they wrought righteousness. Look, all they had was the law. You know, David says, rivers of water run down my 
my my my face because I keep not thy law. And I think to myself, are our eyes shedding tears like that down our face? Though we have the full light. David only had the law, but he magnified the law and he loved the law. But that was all he had. Now the mystery has been revealed in Jesus Christ. And you know what I believe? That we are the people of the most high God. That we have his life living in us and he wants to live through you. And that fear that is in you or upon you has no power over you. And I'm speaking these words to you and over you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you are have not been given a spirit of fear, but one of righteousness and love and of a sound mind. You see, when fear comes in, you don't have a sound mind if you are starting to be taken down by it. But I'll tell you, that spirit that lives in you is the same one that lived in Joshua, the same one that lived in Noah, the same one that lived in Abraham. And we're his children. And we have that faith of Abraham. You know, he believed God and it was accounted unto him as righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. I don't want to be a friend of God. I want to be the friend of God. And you know why we're his friends? Because we believe him. And you know what? We, when we stand up, a part of you has to be part of that. You have to stand up even in your weakness. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I have allergies, so I apologize. So we stand up in that weakness and we fight in raw faith and start doing it. Even if, if you feel nothing and you have that pressure on you, get up anyway. Find a place to go. Get in your car. Drive somewhere. Go in your room. Wait for somebody to leave the house and shut the door. But begin to say, I don't, I've not been given a spirit of fear. Lord, you gave me a spirit of love and power and a sound mind. You've given me strength. Now strengthen me in your power and begin, Lord God, <clears throat> to set your face against the enemy. In fact, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for everybody and let this prayer go forth in power upon you and upon everybody. And let it go on and on and on. Because I'm going to pray it in his name. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I stand this day before you. And I thank you so much. For, Lord, you have broken that power of fear of death. You have broken the power of the enemy. Lord, we have been given new birth. We are no longer a part of the enemy's kingdom. Lord, we are now members of the household of faith. And Lord, I pray right now for those that are living in fear, for those that are bombarded by fear, plagued with fear, or maybe thinking of fears to come because there are fearful things coming. But Lord, you did not bring all these people this far. Lord, so that they fall down under the power of fear. That power of fear in the name of Jesus Lord, will never have power over you. For you are our God. You are our Savior. 
You are our redeemer. You are our Lord. His kingdom stands doomed, but we stand in the name of the Lord. Satan is judged and he's going into the pit. But we have been judged and made right by the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you begin to raise up all of your people that have been bound and living in fear. And that you begin, Lord God, to open up your eyes upon their their lives, upon that darkness. And that you pierce that darkness and that you bring in the presence of Jesus Christ. And that, Lord, you begin to scatter the enemy. You scatter the enemy. And that, Lord Jesus, you begin a great mass deliverance. Because you alone are the deliverer. And Lord, I pray even now that you send forth your word and that you cut the enemy up in pieces and you make his kingdom a dunghill for your kingdom that we are part of is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion is an everlasting dominion and you rule in the kingdom of men. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, you know, let me just end now by saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Satan is a spirit of fear. And there's nothing he can do to you. There's nothing he can do. You might feel things and it may get terrible, but praise the Lord. He has to go through Jesus Christ to touch you. He has to go through that mighty hedge. Of protection and I'll tell you what's coming God wants us to be ready because it says that we shall not fear when sudden destruction cometh shall because the Lord shall be our confidence and he will keep our feet from being taken because we belong to him not to this world not to Satan's kingdom not in the hands of wicked people, not in the hands of evil governments, but into the hands of the one who died for us. Amen. Let me leave you with the scripture. And this is who we are. Who is she that looketh forth as the morning, fair as the moon, bright as the sun, and terrible as an army with banners. I'm marching with him. Let's join him. <laughs>